Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance live from the headquarter of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, and from Berlin, Julia Teike, our special guest today, CEO and founder of WeFox, the WeFox Group. Thank you very much for being here and taking the time. Um, I heard uh, you just released WeFox Go, um, a, a part or modification of your uh, WeFox platform for brokers around the world for free so uh, let us please share uh, why did you do this and 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 what's what's behind that yeah uh, thank you first of all i'm very happy to be here uh, robin um yeah so essentially um what wefox offers uh, in um, europe um, is technology that connects brokers to their customers um, and the business model of wefox uh, is um, essentially Uh, developing the technology um, to connect brokers to their customers, but also uh, helping them connect to the insurance companies, making the offers uh, and so forth. Um, so it's a broad suite of products um, that we're offering in our core markets. Yeah. Um, but we realized that essentially the digital consultation piece um, with the outbreak of the crisis has become very important for brokers uh, yeah. to keep their business alive. Um, so we've seen quite a drastic increase in usage um, of video video consultation uh, and then decided um, that we're going to bring out a lean product that only enables custom, uh, brokers to essentially set up a customer, um, uh, uh, sync their calendar um, and then schedule video consultation meetings and have all of the nodes in a CRM system um, to offer that for free for all brokers in the world to get through the crisis Uh, and be able to connect to their customers fully digital. I think that's super, super interesting that you, uh, yeah, within no time. And, and when did you decide by doing that? And uh, how long did it take to, to push this through? And maybe one more thing, we have a lot of people online watching right now. If you have questions to Julian, ever wanted to ask him uh, one thing about, I think, uh, uh, yeah, one of the leading intertechs worldwide, this is now your opportunity. We are following here what you guys are writing. Um, but maybe back to you, Julian. Um, yeah, when did you see that it as a necessity and when did you decide and how long did it take you to produce this thing? Well, essentially, um, uh, of course, when a crisis like this comes, um, there are two different approaches that you have to take. You have to look at, okay, what are the risks to your business? You have to get prepared, right? Uh, you have to create different scenarios. Um, yeah. But what I call the company and every leader in our company to uh, do is essentially always see opportunities in, in crisis um, and then act very fast. So I, I call it defense and offense. And yeah. every manager needs to be able to do both. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I think that's a great example of offense. Idea popped up on Thursday last week. Uh, we got a project team together. Uh, we were ready to uh, go live on Monday, Tuesday. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, just a few days, really. Uh, Non-stop work, um, no sleep, uh, but, uh, yeah, just a few days. 
So, so normal reality in a, in a startup then, um, <laughs> considering the no sleep. Um, my question to you is, do you have already some, some feedback from the market, from, from agents and brokers uh, around the world that you use, are using that? And is, is there some feedback? Yes, I mean, uh, we have brokers from all around the world that have signed up. Um, so brokers from India, brokers from Africa, brokers from South America, uh, from the US, Canada, and from Asia. Uh, it's super exciting um, to get their feedback. Um, it's a really simple, straightforward tool, which essentially allows brokers that have no uh, knowledge of technology to connect to their customers in a very, very simple and structured uh, way. Um, so based on the feedback that we're receiving, Uh, we're improving the product um, so it's been a very good start um, that we're building upon now um, to um, really create a global value proposition and i think this is uh, the opportunity from crisis yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you get a lemon and you got to do create lemonade yeah um, so that's that's really what 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 we're in the business uh, for Yeah, 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 totally. And, and, and I really like that. And we got already some comments from Harold from the Dutch Association of Insurers. Thank you very much for being out there. And from Philip Lafreniere from Slice. Uh, so we are, uh, I think, watched in Holland and Canada right now. And of course, a lot of other places too. Um, but I really like the idea because um, why I thought this was so important also to have you here on the show. I mean, of course, uh, we're happy, happy to have you is you did not do something for your market or something that's, you know, uh, extension of the sales pipeline, but you did something Uh, you have the technology, you modified it, um, and you, you, you gave it uh, out, out there for people around the world. Um, and I think that's super important um, that's, um, that, you know, it's not only reacting and sitting in panic, but just doing. Um, I'm sometimes a little bit shocked <clears throat> how many entrepreneurs may they be here having a shop in the street or are other uh, ways uh, affected by, by this current situation. You know, are, you know, don't react. And I think that's a, that's a great example. And uh, yeah, and then great opportunities come from that. I have a question to you. you uh, WeFox is not the only and first company you successfully founded and, and, um, and, and, and brought to, to that size. You had done this before. And my question to you is, um, what do you recommend entrepreneurs around the world um, that are now a little bit in, in panic mode? Um, what do you recommend them to do? Wow. Um, so essentially, um, the world is changing at a pace um, that's unbelievable. Um, you know, the emotions uh, on a daily uh, basis based on the information that's hitting you is changing dramatically um, many times. Uh, so it's a, it's a crazy time for entrepreneurs, that's for sure. And, um, you know, there's a couple of observations, um, but I think the, the most important thing Uh, is essentially this ability to zoom into the problems to actually uh, then investigate the actual problem, figure out, go into the details, figure out the risks, right? Uh, really um, engage with the problem yeah. and zoom yourself out and be able to look at the entire picture. Um, and see that this problem is an important one, but it's only one of the building pieces of an entire picture. And the difficult piece in doing that is essentially the emotional and yeah. the uh, perspective and the mindset. Um, so you really uh, need to somehow find a way on how to press a button when you're really engaged in a problem and you see that this is a really critical item here. Uh, yeah. To press the button and in milliseconds change your mindset, change your emotions, uh, change your perspective, 
and look at the whole picture. And and this is very important in non-crisis times, but in crisis times, this is extremely important, right? Yeah. And then build a set of defense actions and offense actions at the same time. Um, so you can't win a football game if 11 players, you know, are, you know, in front of the goal of the opponent, but you yeah. can't also win a football game if 11 players are playing defense. So you have to find that balance. And this is really difficult yeah. because, yes, things are really difficult right now, right? But things are at the same time also amazing opportunities right now. And we have yeah. to be aware of both and protect and go into offense. Yeah, and I think um, a lot are in operational crisis fighting mode in the defense mode right now. And I think uh, what really, really can help is, as you said, zoom yourself out. And that can mean take half an hour, shut everything down, do not watch TV, do not watch CNN, Vox, or any media outlet in crisis mode. You know, go somewhere quiet and think, what can I do? How can I help my clients? How can I help my customers? How can I really maybe have a project that I had already years in mind and now it's the time to test it and, and to do it and to, you know, save save the business, save the company or even grow because in times in these uh, great companies uh, are born and, 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 and lives are changed, not only that, but also positively. Um, Moshe Wax uh, from, from Brooklyn uh, asks, um, Vice President of Hub International asks, what kind of website can he get to get uh, WeFoxGo? You totally forgot to mention that one. It's uh, it's very simple. WeFoxGo.com. Okay. Sign cool. up so, right away. All right, cool. I, I will also um, and, um, put this into the show notes. Um, how um, Do you have some challenges how you manage your team? Because, I mean, how big is WeFox right now? Uh, 600 people. 600 people, uh, fully remote, uh, as we said before the show. Um, how do you manage it? And, and, and did you feel any challenges in that? And do you have maybe some tricks how you do it and your leadership team? Well, I think the most important thing was uh, for us to do this in a re really aware and conscious manner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was um, kind of prepared because I have a lot of you know friends in China um, that have gone through home office uh experiments before us yeah two three yeah. four uh, weeks of home office putting the entire car so so i talked a lot uh, even before um we implemented home office quite early actually compared to other peers um yeah. and um and 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 just you know put all of the information together on what's their learnings right and essentially uh, provided guidelines for our company um so uh, number one um is uh create a, a workspace, right? So yeah. I'm in the kitchen here, right? But I have my little whiteboard here. Ah. You know, I try to, you know, have, have my dedicated workspace. Yeah. At this space here, I'm also not eating, right? Yeah. Even though I'm at the kitchen table. So that's important. It's important to, you know, in the morning, uh, dress yourself, right? Um, and when you're at the workplace, uh, you are working, right? And yeah. when I'm sitting at the uh, dinner table, uh, lunch table over there, I'm eating, right? Um, so that's very important. Yeah. And the second uh, topic is really use technology uh, in a in a in a efficient manner when you yeah. do video conference. Um, do turn on the video and be present. Right. It's very easy to be distracted. Uh, be present, like if if you were face to face. Yeah. Uh, the third topic is over communicate. Um, so you know communicate much more than if you were. In the office before yeah. writing an important email, give the person a call, right? Um, and the last piece is really be disciplined. 
um, uh, write yourself a to-do list um, in the morning. Make sure that until the evening everything is worked off um, and you're really disciplined. And for leaders, of course, it's additional challenges, right? Um, so this was how we started, um, yep. kind of a bit of a, a, a guideline that we created for them. Um, and then I think what was really important is me over communicating. Um, so I think yeah. I'm getting on their nerves a bit, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I am communicating almost on a daily basis to all employees. And, and uh, then we are also focusing a lot on social health, as uh, on mental health. Yeah. Um, so uh, offering our employees coaching, um, yeah. anxiety is increasing. We're tracking, uh, we're sending microservice on a daily basis. Yeah. We're tracking um, how uh, people are coping with uh, um, uh, the work at home um, yeah. and uh, doing, you know. Especially, especially for those who have, who have not many people at home or people who have too many people at home in the small room they have. So I think there's are two extremes. Mm -hmm. And um, um, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but I think uh, this over communicating was a little bit a buzzword before the crisis, but now it's super important. And you would probably laugh, but this is the major influx of requests we get right now from insurers and, and insurtechs around the world is help us with uh, communicating with our employees uh, in a in a way we don't bore them to death, but actually you know they they are engaged. And you know a daily message of the CEO is super important, or maybe bi daily doesn't matter, but it's super important that the ship knows the ship crew knows what's going on where the direction is and um, especially in larger organizations it's also an opportunity for the uh, upper world's management and uh, i see um, that uh, maximian um, back joined us he's the c2t at basel insurance in germany he says hi hi back to you and and what we found for for upper management is that um, they really can now communicate in a more direct way with all employees and sometimes you had the problem of middle management um not being you know in the vision but only having their own interest in mind and now they can really uh, try to inspire the whole organization so i think that was a no-brainer before but now it's like really important and, and thank you for sharing that a big question is about remote is the question of productivity because i can still hear naysayers saying do not send them to home office they will not work they will sit at the kitchen table and you can you know all of this and yeah. Is productivity at uh, WeFox going up or down? Uh, so we have data. Um, so uh, overall, um, uh, if we look at last week, uh, we were at a productivity of around 7.9 out of 10 max productivity, which is higher than a normal week. Uh, it went down to 7.7 this week. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the more you know specific areas, for example, at one um, in our customer service, Productivity um, this week has increased 100% compared to a normal week. Uh, wow. So we see exactly the opposite. We see increase in productivity and significant in the data. That's really interesting. That's what I um, I, I asked this question yeah, behind the scenes and uh, in these shows. And that's what we see too. Only a fraction says, especially middle management or up, also upper management says, it, it's way more to do more calls and because things you could do like on the floor. But overall, I hear this from operations, from call centers, from claims management, from underwriters. They say uh, we um, productivity goes even up. Super interesting. Um, uh, Harold from the Dutch Associations um, uh, of Insurers has a question for you. And the question is, uh, what should governments do to help insurtechs in the crisis? And I would ask as the devil's advocate, should they do anything? Oh, yes. Um, so what we're um, witnessing is the most 
severe um, uh, use of state power um, yeah. that has ever been witnessed um, in uh, in the history of uh, of uh, our civilization. At um, least legally. <laughs> Yes, and they're, so doing, doing, they're doing, <laughs> doing the right thing. Um, they're yeah, doing the right, right thing. Um, but they are, with their power, putting economy on freeze. Yeah. Um, and that's why um, they have to act. Um, it is the right of every business to um, um, request support of the government as we are not talking about a structural crisis. We are talking yeah. about a crisis that is caused by external factors. Um, uh, and the government needs to support and the governments do support in Germany. Um, we are, uh, I am supporting the initiative of the Start Startup uh, Association. Yeah. Uh, we are in very close contact with uh, the government and on a daily basis um, achieving more and more and more. Um, and the way that we look at it is essentially support for early stage businesses. Yeah. What, uh, what are their problems? What are their typical problems? What, what you hear? I mean, early stage is, is usually, you know, pre-product is, 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 is super difficult, like fun, getting funding right now. Um, so essentially uh, what these guys need is uh, they need loans um, to, to get over this. They need matching funds um, uh, to get over this. Um, they need also in cases venture debt. Um, so this is what we're working with uh, with the government um, that are guaranteed uh, by the state. Um, scale-ups, you know, um, that are currently in fundraising, obviously yeah. have a much more difficult uh, time um, right now, as they need much larger sums of money, um, and uh, they uh, typically also can um, profit from venture debt um, and from from credits, right? Uh, but definitely, you know, this is not begging. You don't have, to, from my perspective, feel bad. This is the duty of the state. They are yeah. using their power in unprecedented manners. Yeah. They're doing the right thing, um, but they need to supply capital to any uh, business, any startup, any venture tech. Well, one thing I, I might add is, of course, this is now crisis mode defense to talk about uh, funding, a cash flow, liquidity um, in the field. What I would love to see as in several Central, Central European countries, especially or even actually around the world, maybe some examples, examples is like really let's slush down bureaucracy. Do we need really all these forms? Do we really need all these processes? Do we need really to submit every single bill and all of these things? I think it's insane uh, how, um, how how certain you know startups uh, or companies are tortured with these things and how much money is spent on that. So I think financial bureaucracy, bureaucracy uh, overall uh, um, needs to be slushed. And it's also a good example. You know, I have an insurer who said we accomplished things in, in, in seven days what we uh, should have accomplished in, in seven years we didn't do and why not do this also for the bureaucracy and the, and the, and the politics because it's a it's a super interesting uh, situation um what do you see insurers reacting to it um what is your impression of the whole industry what kind of effect does it have of the whole industry yeah i mean uh, of course it has uh, some uh, very negative effects on insurers we're seeing overall um a 33 Uh, decrease in, in market caps just in a very, very short time in, in the insurance space. Um, we're seeing some that perform better sales? than... No, Sorry. that's market cap. Market cap. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, because of the, okay, I got it. Because of the stock price. Okay. Yeah. Leading indicator. Um, we're seeing some that are at minus 20, but we're also seeing some that are at minus 60. And 
And of course, life and health insurance is hit hard, right? Um, of course, you know, in terms of capital returns, uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult uh, time. Um, but there are, of course, great opportunities. Um, and digital underwriting uh, and new digital business um, and digital claim processing, these things uh, become incredibly important. And what we're seeing is our partners are reacting, just as you said, um, uh, one example is um, we have um, uh, in Switzerland, uh, we have been lobbying for health insurance companies accepting digital signature for four years. Yeah, uh, your story. Sorry, sorry, I missed, I missed, I missed, I misplaced. It was your story. You told me this in the call before. Just out of transparency, the story I had that was from Julian. Was Julian's story? So oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Ah. Uh, so they actually had, um, uh, we were lobbying for four years uh, to get them to accept digital signature. Uh, it took seven days um, now uh, for them to accept digital signature. And our production is going up again, right? Um, so things that were never possible before all of a sudden become possible in no time. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Do you do you see, um, um, do you, will you, will you, we have two discussions. One discussion that says um, it will accelerate innovation. There will be no way back to torturing the clients with forms nobody understands. And others say it, we have now this little romance with innovation that the you know knuckleheads will return to their offices and will try to restore order. What do you think? Uh, do, you, do you think the insurance industry will really take a push into innovation uh, from this and future? Yes, <clears throat> I mean, uh, so I assume uh, that this crisis is accelerating uh, digitization massively. Uh, grandparents um, are forced uh, to learn uh, how to, you know, use video conference um, on how to connect uh, to their grandchildren fully yeah. digitally. Um, and this is a global phenomena. Uh, it will not disappear. Um, it okay. will have a massive impact uh, on insurance. It's exactly the wake-up moment that insurance needed. Um, and uh, right after the crisis, every insurance company needs to think about how can I make sure that I'm prepared for the next crisis. Um, and in, uh, digital initiatives uh, will skyrocket. Yes. And what I what I also think it's, it will be not a digital initiative to you know have a lab somewhere or have a box checked, but it will be some substantial efforts. Um, I really hope that we will not only discuss the defense about preventing the crisis. I'm really hoping that we now see also the potential in what we can do in seven days. You know, what, what, what imagine what you could do actually in a year when you would work like that um, and how efficiently could be, what could we do for our clients? How many industries that are nagging at our doors can we, you know, scare away and we do this for our clients. So I think we can, we can <coughs> as an industry, when we learn the lesson, we can really um, uh, uh, excel and, and why not have some hyper growth cases? I see this at some mid-size insurers, by the way, who have been doing this for some time that they are now prepared and they switched very easily and um, they are their numbers are um, interesting um, uh, to see. Um, my last question to you would be, um, and if there's nothing else coming from the, from the audience, my next question is, um, what did you personally learn so far from, the, from, the, from, the, from this extreme situation? But did, was there something that surprised you about yourself or about your surroundings? Uh, yeah, a few things. Um, so, but I think one of the most important is 
um, I've really realized that there are um, very different types of people. So um, there are uh, the people that are panicking. Yeah. Right? And then there are the people that are panicking, but that they are, uh, are but are pa uh, pretending to not be panicking, right? And try to um, look at the situation in a very calm and reflected manner, um, but are actually absolutely panicking, right? Um, so um, I've seen that with um, many of our stakeholders, right? Yeah. The the panicked guys, you can actually you know calm down, show facts. Um, and essentially help you know change mindset, but the people that are actually panicking but pretend to be rational and cool and quiet and calm, these people are really 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 difficult to cope with. Uh, so that's one of the things. Um, uh, and another thing is, I mean, for me personally, I have just realized what an amazing organization from a cultural perspective we have built. Uh, the level of solidarity, the level of love, I, I think I can call it love, between the people and how they hold together, stick together. We just had the first, you know, corona case um, and how the people acted yeah. and, and supported and uh, how, how we are there for each other's families and for people that have kids at home. And, I mean, I, it was just so beautiful. Um, and I think um, the best thing from this crisis um, is really... Uh, humanity focusing and realizing what's really important uh, in life um, and um, that um, solidarity um, and respect um, and creating value together is the future of humanity and uh, nothing could have uh, shown us this better than the crisis. Julian, I think that was some beautiful uh, finished uh, statements. Thank you very much for, for being here on the show. Thank you very much to the audience. Uh, I'm uh, always, you know, we're sh always shouting out everybody that interacted. Harold, Thomas, John, Annie, Milan, Sasha, Moshe, Jan, Veronica, Bobby, Hamid, Amir, Mark, Anna, Maria, Alvaro. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Um, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for you, for Julia, for sharing that. This will be also a podcast later on to be shared and watched when we can, when we are allowed to go to work again. Um, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, um, uh, we wish you very well and wish the very best uh, to WeFox Go and, and WeFox, of course. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you, Robin. Bye.